Welcome to episode 27 of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of 5 And with us once again today, our special guest, an artist who does a lot of weird projects, Skinner. Yay! I'm back. <laughs> it's been several days. <laughs> I'm back now. <laughs> uh oh, we've he's lost a few days I'm between yesterday now. and today. <laughs> I tried to be back on time. <laughs> so yeah, tell us about yeah. this minute, Sean. Right on time for minute twenty-seven. Uh, so minute twenty-seven begins with uh, David and the band discussing Duke Fame's lurid album cover. Uh, we end with uh, a few minutes of Marty asking someone about the last time Spinal Tap toured America, and in between, Ian and the guys talk about sexual politics of album covers. Mm. Oh, and oh yeah, the gig is canceled. Oh yes, so the gig is canceled. <laughs> By the way. By the way. Due to lack of advertising. <laughs> uh, yeah. So do you think that he said it was canceled due to lack of <laughs> lack of advertising is like a way of just saying, you know, a nice way of saying nobody bought any tickets. Yeah. That's yeah. a good question. Because yeah. I was wondering, okay, so the album isn't released yet. As of this moment, okay. the latest album has not been released because of... Because of the cover. Right. 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 And so what kind of advertising did they do back in the 80s? What was advertising for a tour? If Like right now, you know, I get Lyle, I get an email that says, uh-huh. this is emails from Lyle Lovett. <laughs> Lyle Lovett's got a new album coming out. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's rocking. <laughs> but how do we... How did we find out uh, back then? Was yeah, well, it, we were looking at Cream I think magazine. All, all the women that had sex with Lyle Lovett on his last tour are screaming about how good he is <laughs> in their village. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know what was uh, advertising back then. I think it was radio. Like you would have a radio tell right. kids, like, yeah. right. like. Also, the uh, show playing, you know, here's a new single from, or here's the song from the, you know, Spinal Tap that has a new album coming out. Go see them at yeah. this time. Um, maybe posters. Yeah, uh, posters. Kids knowing. I mean, yeah. really. Street, did they have street teams back then? Mm, Sean, mm, do you know? Eh, like, I don't know. I, th- I think it would mainly be record stores and radio. You know, record stores would have posters and stuff with all the tour dates, but it would go along with the record. Radio kind of the same way, although they could have they could have sent the album out to radio stations. You know, right. if it's just for radio, they can play that without a cover. They can just send it out in a, a you know brown wrapper, a plain cover. But yeah, I would think that that's the. So the yeah the radio would say hey here's the new single and they're coming to our town and then also the band going on and doing 
you know, going on the morning show and stuff to plug that they're doing. 6 a.m. Johnny and the Squooch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Johnny Johnny and the Squatch. Johnny and the Squooch. (laughs) 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 Tell you about this rocking morning fun party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the same way, like, when comedians go on tour, you go and you do the radio yeah. show to plug. But, it, yeah. yeah, and, well, and actually, that's a, a, a deleted scene. They did, they recorded a scene with, uh, where Bobby is in the hotel room. Bobby Fleckman. Yeah, where Bobby Fleckman's in a hotel room with the band trying to get them to record, like, those little bumpers where, like, they, oh, they kind of okay. just say, uh you know, this is Spinal Tap, and you're listening to WBBB, blah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, that got cut out. That uh, Yeah, but so so doing radio, and, and I think, would be the big thing. I mean, I remember occasionally seeing a, a commercial, like a television commercial, for mm. a concert. And I always thought, like, that's a loser move. Mm. Like, unless, uh, you know, if I it was... Or- yeah, I always felt that's kind of desperate. And I guess, I, I mean, I don't know the demographics. If it sells tickets, then fine, do it. But I always thought that was kind of weird. Like, I expect, you know, sell music where the music is. Be on a, you know, be on radio or a record store. Right. So, uh, yeah, so certainly I don't think record stores would be big on, on advertising an act that doesn't have a new release. They're not going to put up posters for Spinal Tap or advertising if they don't have a record to sell. Um, but they could be getting airplay. Yeah, I suppose. But uh, yeah, so the big thing at this time is, as as Jerry said, at this point, you're touring, mostly you're touring to support the album, to sell the album. And then if there's no album to sell, maybe that's why the, yeah. So yeah, it maybe if, if, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just thinking like if, if what Ian says is true, that it really was about advertising, that maybe the. The record company's pulling back the ad money until they have an album to sell. Yeah. So things seem like they're not in running in the right order. Yeah. Yeah, well, like and- why are you touring ahead of a album release? But you know, that that kinda happens sometimes with yeah. band, you know, but like I guess the idea is that you're supposed to strategically uh, I guess curate the supply and demand of what you're doing, the art of what you're doing. So, like, why are you touring a bunch yeah. before your album's coming out? You're supposed to wait. You're supposed to not tour. Yeah, it's it's it- it's a delicate balance because you want you know you don't want six months to go by. You don't release an album and then you know release an album for Christmas and then do a July tour because the you know the excitement, the momentum is gone by then. But Obviously, they cut it too close. They were probably trying to get it, you know, where they both you ha- you're touring and you launch the album and they're together and you can kind of just everything's yeah, moving in the same direction. Going on, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes you know, it works. Genesis actually, they um, when the the Lamb lies down on Broadway, they started a tour. I think it was the first day or maybe the day after that was released, and that's you know. That's a bold move. I mean, this is this huge concept album, and they're going to be playing a show where, you know, how familiar is the audience going to be with the songs they're playing, at least for those first couple shows when they start, like, you know, a day after the album's release. So they were they were cutting it close as well. And then you run the risk of, you know, if there's objections to the cover, if there's any issues, then and then there's no album. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, covers are a real problem. <laughs> but like the the funny thing is when you just fixate on small things like the cover of stuff. Like the like I don't think a band today even focuses that much on it. Like right. at this point, see th- this is what's interesting is this was a point in time when uh artists or musicians weren't really responsible for the ins and outs of the um the savviness of their business or you know their connection to social media or th- their strategic understanding of the way that they're being placed on the charts or they're being right. placed in like tours and like all this stuff so that's what's funny is looking at this from 2017 where every single thing I do I'm in charge of as an Mm -hmm. artist. And even if I was a musician and my musician friends are like very involved in more aspects to their music career as a large scale act than would have ever been expected in the past. Yeah. So it's like DIY, but even when you're to the corporate level. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, super DIY like I Metallica asked me to do a music video for them and I was on the phone with them the bass player you know what I mean and like and I'm like oh this is crazy to talk to you about this even at this point too there was a lot of money for advertisement and for art for the album and stuff like that like that's not true now at all like I couldn't do Metallica's music video that they wanted me to do because they didn't have the money to do the project. Crazy. Which is insane <laughs> to think that. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm like, well, you you do have the money, but you're just not that's not part of what you're incorporating into your music budget. Right. And so people will do it. Like there's people that will bend over backwards to do a Metallica video. You know, even if they don't get paid or if they, sure. put, you know what I, you know what yeah, I mean? And I, but but for me, I'm like, it. dude, I'm busy. I'm like, <laughs> I got bills to pay. Like, you yeah. can't like, you know, you can't give me nothing, you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, but like, that's like, I don't like, to me, I don't care either way. I'm like, it would have been cool, but also I'm totally, you know, like I like to also do my own stuff, you right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, it's all, it's all really telling of where the music industry is with things you know what i mean so it's like at this point this is what's interesting from a creative standpoint is knowing that they the budget that they had for an album cover Mm -hmm. was probably is probably more than i ever got paid for a music video Hmm. you know what i mean so it's like that's what's interesting is when you look at those old record covers and the way they were like dude that was an experience the the art the right. whole thing right and it was part of what the what you were buying was oh, this yeah, yeah. experience and yeah. I mean I still remember buying albums and totally looking you know touching them opening them carefully and yeah. seeing what liner notes there were mm. and what yeah. photographs were on the back and totally. I remember having the um when I was in junior high having I think it was a sticks album. And when you pulled out the vinyl, it had something etched in the vinyl. Damn. And it was just like, that was part of what you were mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, music was, yeah. it was High. much more sensual experience, I think. Yes. The, it was you know. sensual. Huh, it was. For sure. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, 
at the time, I guess that's what marketing was, but it wasn't so demographically scrutinized. Yeah. It wasn't like, how can we get the most amount of money for the least amount of product? You know what I mean? It was like, let's mm -hmm. make this crazy. And I will say that my friend Braun from Macedon does incredibly unorthodox stuff, like stuff that makes no sense economically. Mm -hmm. Like, like I did a painting for them. It was eight feet long. They, so they put out like, like double gatefold, like insane gatefold thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they didn't have to do that. That would definitely, they could have made more money doing less. You know what I mean? But like mm -hmm. the experience of it come comes from a time too, where like my mom would be hard pressed to tell me that like looking at a Led Zeppelin album is an experience. Hmm. But for me, I'm like, are you kidding? Look yeah. at this, <laughs> yeah. dude. Look at open every one. <laughs> look at open the record. What's in the record? Like, what is there any papers in there? You know? So like, I think that that's like our. I guess even our. I don't know. Maybe maybe people that are like. 50 to 35 mm -hmm. are in this gen x yeah is that gen x i, I basically just described gen x <laughs> okay so gen x so um gen x like has that was in this sort of like weird cultural crux mm -hmm. i guess where you you would know things like spinal tap but you would also be very into i guess modern music because it was art it was like yeah. weird art music it yeah. was weirdo stuff it wasn't scrutinized and you know created into a product it was like in the 90s you know i guess at our time the 90s would have been sort of the musical heyday for when we were like involved in it or something like late 80s late 80s like late 90s, 80s yeah. 90s where music was still very much like a bizarre art mm -hmm. and it was made by strange people mm -hmm. and, and creatives instead of like people that were sort of molded and you know pushed into a um, I don't know, sort of like a cookie cutter, like this is what's going to sell albums. So if you don't do it like this, then we're not going to sign you. So right. every, it was like, you know, you'd go see a band and, and it would be like, this band has getting signed energy. Right. You know what I mean? Right, Where you're right. like, this band sucks, dude. <laughs> They're trying to get signed, dude. You know? So I guess in a way, our, our culture was the, I don't know, really the, most appreciative people of Spinal Tap sort of as understanding um, a few years later that this is what the music industry is. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. this is how we relate to it. As yeah. like in this moment. Yeah. And it's the only way that you can really bear the, the, the weight of the reality of it. Like right. When you're on tour and everything goes bad or when, you know, like you're on tour and everything's going good and then you call your house, but everything's going bad there or whatever, right, you know, right. whatever it is. Yeah. Lollapalooza must have been like an insane, you know. Oh my God. Like I think, did you ever go to Lollapalooza? I did. I, I did not. the very first one. You did? Yes. Yeah. Oh my right, God. Who was, it? who was in that? Oh was, no. Was that the... Sonic Youth? No, that was, who was in the You guys, first... I'm going to... There were a few shows. So there yeah. was Lollapalooza. There was also one called Gathering of the Tribes. That okay, was about the same that. year. Yeah, I it was also that. at the... Was it Mountain View Shoreline? Oh, yeah. Mountain View Shoreline. Okay, so the don't quote me on this. If the first <laughs> Lollapalooza wasn't there, then I didn't go to the first one. But okay. I know I went to... I, I do know that I went 
to the first or the yeah. second one. Okay, so it was like band. But you Gathering know. the Tribes was around the same time, and they both had like a wide variety of artists. That's awesome. And that was where I remember like Ice T and his <sighs> yeah. metal or rock body band. count. Body count I love was body there, count. Yeah. but also one of them had. I don't know. I yeah. I'm not, I think that was my recall is not so good. Sean, do you could you look that up? Would you be able to, <laughs> or do you want me to? Why yeah, isn't? No, there I'll, I'll get it. Like yeah, body count now. Yeah, that's but, what I want to know. Like, the, why isn't there a band that's like those shows where it's like you can go and say, "Cool, Nine Inch Nails is playing, Body Count is yeah. playing, all these different bands are playing." Yeah, totally. It was so fun. Well, that was yeah, so, what was cool about music at, at that time too. Was the punk it's like you could go see bad brains play with christian death or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and you're oh, like yeah, yes yeah. this is cool this is weird and everybody was weird even rap like all the rap rock like crossover stuff yeah mm-hmm. that wasn't that was amazing you know what i mean because it was both in an antagonistic view of the status quo but now and Both? people didn't take themselves too seriously. Right. Even if they had a yeah. message, they still had a sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like no sense of humor. Everything has to be backed up. Like how fake the music is <laughs> has to be backed up with a serious personality. Like, no, this is my art, man. This is my art. <laughs> Did you look that up or do you want me to? Yeah, so I got yeah, so the the um the first Lollapalooza was in nineteen ninety one. Okay. And they did play the Mountain View yes. at Shoreline. Okay. And on the main stage, we had Jane's Addiction. Yes. Susie and the Banshees. This yes. is I, I love. I'm loving this lineup. Living Color. Yes. Yeah. All right. Vernon Reed. You know. You know. Yep. Uh, Nine Inch Nails. Yep. Fishbone. 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 Yes. Fishbone. Yeah. Ice T and Body Count. You were talking about that rap, rap, rock crossover. Yep. So Ice T doing his his thrash metal thing. Yeah. Uh, Butthole Surfers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rollins oh, Band. Such a good show. Rollins. <laughs> Rollins Band and uh, Lords of Acid. Oh, oh yeah. dude, this is the best show <laughs> I'm like, ever. I would, I would go to that show tomorrow. Yeah, that's a good show. I can't believe you went to this show. You went to this? Oh, my God. Dude, I'm so jealous. Holy amazing. shit. This is, wow. Okay, that's That's, that's a good, good lineup. Idea. That's definitely a good lineup. Now, yeah. Spinal Tap was on that show. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, the Spinal Tap has actually played shows, right? Like they've oh, act- yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've toured the world and elsewhere. World and elsewhere. A few different and times. elsewhere. The world and elsewhere. I love it. Damn. Yeah, I'll look up that Gathering of the Tribes one too because I remember that had a lot of interesting people. But I, I'm, I'm gonna get them conflated. That was you know? probably when the first time that they started. People started just saying the word tribe a lot, mm-hmm. like with like Edward, like this is the tribes, mm-hmm. like tribal. Tribal gathering. Oh my god, remember tribal, tribal tattoos? <laughs> Tri- oh, yeah, oh, everything Jesus. was tribal for like 10 years, man. Yeah. And then everybody came out of it and they're like, get me to the laser removal. Uh, why do I have this sun? <laughs> this sun, sun on my shoulder with a bunch of dude, Henry, flame Henry kind of Rollins things. had that. Oh, dude. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I covered it with a yeah. KMFDM tattoo. <laughs> 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 no comment. KMFDM, you love that man. But uh yeah, I guess in this part the the reality of 
how simple their lives are at this moment. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're like getting ready for their new album to come out. And the thing that's really holding it up is the cover of the album, you know, where, where like in reality today, if you can't do the cover of the album, they'll just get somebody else to do or some, you know, some intern, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. at the, at the label will like do it. Yeah. And it will just suck or whatever. Like, well, yeah. yeah and like what you're talking about earlier with the, us being as creative people being so involved with every single aspect mm-hmm. of the marketing or like the showing the world who we are, you know, and all that yeah. stuff is that's the same thing with comedians, which is why podcasting took off so much with comedians yeah. because they're like, okay, I don't know the old way of being five minutes on Johnny isn't producing right. what it used to. At it's all. not getting right. me the sitcom. Yeah. So what do I do to show my personality to yeah. work out jokes and then have fun while I'm doing totally. it? Totally. And so I, that I love how that has transformed. And I mean, there's so many comedians that I know and go spend my money to see now because of hearing them yeah. on podcasts. It's just incredible. Well, it's crazy because on being on a podcast, you will just naturally flow on some comedy stuff that you wouldn't normally do. Like, you know, a lot of, I would say that listening to comedian podcast is a little bit like getting to some of the best stuff yeah. that they come up with. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, They're yeah, just yeah. in the moment, like laughing, coming up with something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started listening to that guy theo vaughn have you ever heard that comedian theo, theo vaughn, vaughn? dude he's from yeah. new orleans he's from the south like he's so ridiculous like he's so bizarre and he's so it cool. and, and it, well it's like cool because when when somebody has the stream of consciousness you know mm-hmm. like when they're just sort of going with it and you're like holy crap dude this person's like in a flow state right now where yeah. they're just zoning yeah. you know and uh it's kind of cool I guess now that I think about it, the Spinal Tap dudes are kind of doing, they probably kind of did that for the entirety of this film. Yeah. Like they didn't, I mean, if they only had like little small things to go on. Right. They must have been just really freestyling the whole time in those characters' modes. Exactly. That's exactly what they're doing. That's crazy. I love that. Yeah, I guess this is the first podcast as well. Mockumentary podcast. Yeah. No, but I mean, it, it's it's true what you say about the traditional forms of exposure have completely mutated. Like Johnny Carson is not a thing. Jay Leno is not a thing. Like if you get popular on YouTube, it almost you know, or like just having your podcast or something, it almost like has more pull than Mm -hmm. TV or something, you know, because it's actually grassroots, like a thing, like it's actually the people that pay attention had to put effort into it. Right. Well, that's Mm -hmm. the thing is too, if you have a YouTube channel, like some of the Jimmy DeResta or some of these other woodworking guys or people that are artists and artisans and woodworkers that are saying i'm producing content constantly and bringing in my personality here's my kitty cat in my studio here's the music i listen to here's and i'm and then i you know they're showing 
thousands and thousands of people viewing and yeah. following them, then so they're mean. proving the concept. You know, it's like they're... Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's all there. It's all it's real. There. It's, it's happening yeah. already. Yeah. When also what happens with those guys too, and if you listen to the Making It podcast, which I highly recommend, even whether you're into woodworking or not, is that it's mm. three different friends that are all woodworkers with YouTube channels. And they're talking about how what you were saying because they have so much control over their content and what they're doing, then they can be really choosy about who they decide to work with as sponsors or yeah. what, mm -hmm. you know, like people say, well, oh, then well, you're calling you, the shots. You're calling the shots because you have all the power and you're like, well, I'm actually making money doing this here. I don't need to try doing a TV yeah. show with you. Yeah. And, and I have to work around whatever you're, you know. It's true junk is so i so i found a gathering of the tribes on wikipedia <laughs> so oh, yes yeah. dude it was tea, a, baby it was a two Queen day Latifah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! it was a two-day music and culture festival organized by <laughs> mm -hmm. ian asbury and bill ian graham asbury. and then a... so ian asbury was in he was in blur that band who was blur. he in the mission uk no he you was guys, in the I'm, Sex Pistols. Was he in the cult? I mean... Yes! He was he the was lead singer of the, the cult. cult! Okay. My brain is working, you guys. Anyways, <laughs> um, it was held at Shoreline Amphitheater Mountain View, October 6th, blah, 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 what October was the year? 7th. Tell me the year. 1990. Jeez. So well, what grade was I it in? Was, <laughs> it was a precursor to Lollapalooza. And the artists featured were Soundgarden, Ice-T, Indigo Girls, Queen Latifah, Joan Baez, Steve Jones, oh Michelle God. Shocked. So I remember seeing Michelle Shocked. Amazing. Iggy Pop, The Cramps, London Choir Boys, The Mission UK, Public Enemy. This is insane. Like, and Charlatans UK. And yeah. When would awesome. you ever see a lineup like that today? Yeah. Never. I think over... Queen I Latifah. think shows over Indigo Girls. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. Openly gay, like, open lesbians. Like do Katie Lang, the Indigo Girls. Wait, who is the other one? Come to my window. Like, dude, it was crushing it. Like, lesbians were running things, dude. Oh, we need to get that back, dude. Oh, God. The brat. Oh yeah, Queen Latifah. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. she came out, that was all. Like, that was like the first Lilith festival right there, dude. <laughs> yes. Oh I'm man. Sorry. No, that was that's sorry, good. Lilith that was a festival. good little little uh, memory lane <laughs> jog. Lil yeah, I'm like trying to. Okay, wait. Spinal Tap. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me, <laughs> let me think about them. They should play the Lilith festival. So yeah. So. For this minute, moving back into the minute, <laughs> yes, we find out that we found out a couple of things before you know this. We kind of got off on this tangent, which is great <laughs> about, <laughs> um, but before we find out that the gig is canceled, we find out that there's a, a fine line between. <laughs> Stupid, stupid, stupid and, and clever. Clever. <laughs> well, they're, well, they're saying that the their album cover was sort of 
sexist and traditional in that view of women as subservient sex things. Yeah. And then they're saying, no, this other band, they turned it on themselves. Yes, they turned it around. There's a twist. There's a twist. It was a twist. (laughs) But, like, at no point does anybody go, yeah, that's cool because women are, we should stop looking at them as sex objects and we should be the sex objects or something. Yeah, yeah. I found some album covers where the guys definitely look like some sex objects. Here's Fabio, Fabio after dark. Mm, very <laughs> sexy. Which I think is weird because if any any woman I knew was like, yeah, I think Fabio is really sexy. Like, I would immediately start projecting so many judgments <laughs> on them. You know what I mean? I'd be like, wait a minute, wait. And I would start asking them questions about, oh, Prince, hell yeah. But Prince I would ask was them, very good at giving him, you know, being a sex object oh, on yeah. his album covers. Yeah, I mean. showing him little chicken legs. Mm. See, but I think what's cool about Prince is that he wasn't like, okay, look at these women, they're sexual objects, but he's like, look, I'm a sexual object. Are you confused? <laughs> <laughs> and Man, Man of War is like, I'm, sure I'm a sex object. Do you like it or get out of my face? <laughs> So we're looking at uh, all, uh, uh, boardpanda.com has worst album covers ever. And uh, yeah, so we that's why Skinner's commenting on different ones. There's the Prince controversy and then this Man, Man of War anthology where they're, yeah, they're giving lots of high well, boots. See, and, yeah, this is the this difference is, is that Man of War, which is a band that I actually love. Mm-hmm. I adore um, an album called Louder Than Hell. Mm-hmm. But um, this is when they first started and it's funny because like, okay, so that guy quit Black Sabbath. He was the bass tech for Black Sabbath or something oh, okay. and then he started this band. But this band is like, like I'm tired of oversaturated male machismo stuff but this is weird enough that it's so funny that i can laugh at it that <laughs> i love it but with prince it's sort of like he is destroying so many simultaneous sexual expectations or something that i'm fascinated and love it and i don't feel like it's steeped in machismo or anything it's really like steeped in sexual liberation so mm-hmm. i'm like I love the six sexual liberation stuff, but when I see Manowar, I'm like, dude, I like just just tear ass on the guitar, bro. Nobody needs to see your greasy like porno body. Dude. Like, like, I don't know. I still I still celebrate it and will advocate for its sure. existence at any time. Look at that guy. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on this that I think. I mean, I'll. I'll share this link, but some of these album covers. There's a poster. Cool as ice. Yeah. Okay, back to Spinal Tap. Yes, it's about a rock and roll band and a pumpkin-headed manager. <laughs> oh, my God. How would you like this guy to be in charge of you? Like, I, I would say no. Brian said he kind of looked like Rocky Dent from... <laughs> well, his forehead is rather robust. <laughs> yeah. Boy, your forehead robust. <laughs> <laughs> your eyes are blue and your forehead robust <laughs> I'm sorry I've been drinking uh, yeah, well we see having... so maybe uh, you know maybe Ian's bitten off more than he can chew because he's yeah. you know he's handling this cover stuff 
while they're on tour, he's and he's you know he handles all the the accommodations, the hotel, the the backstage food, and everything else. Uh, you know, maybe it's just too much for him. Maybe it's too much for for one manager. Maybe he needs some help. Maybe you know, maybe he needs some help. Maybe there's someone who's you know not already on the tour, but but maybe someone who's already kind of associated with the organization that everyone knows already that could uh, that could help out. I don't you know. know. You know what I th- now that I I make this connection. You know the flight of the Concords. You mm-hmm. know. You know their manager. Yeah. Their man. Yeah, I mean, I guess he kind of. This is his playbook, right? This guy, like this manager, where he's like, you know, the sort of like. Do you good-hearted- mean like their manager on their TV show? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, on the TV okay. show. Yeah. So the manager on the TV show is sort of this like not knowing what's going, like kind of naive. Right. 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 So I guess this is kind of a his playbook here, the naive guy that's like in way over his head that doesn't really know what he's, you know. He's, yeah. But you have to kind of pretend. I mean, honestly, in, in life, you have to pretend like you know what you're doing, right? I mean, that's kind of yeah. part of the deal. We're all kind of pretending that we know what we're doing. That's why it's Spinal Tap is. Yeah, we, we, we certainly we've seen a lot of that for, for Ian. And I've kind of my take on that is he's just. It's a protection mechanism to, you know, so the band can concentrate on the performance and not have to worry about the things that it's, you know, Ian kind of feels like the most important thing is he has to have an answer. Doesn't have to be the right answer, but the wrong answer is better than no answer. So, you know, he's maybe some, you know, saying things that he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't know, or he's certainly underselling things. (laughs) A, A small piece of bad news, although it may not be that bad. Like yeah, that's that's the best thing yeah. ever is watching somebody sort of manipulate, you know, the situation. Like the your I, yeah. your job is to sort of be the the diplomat, yeah. you know, in this situation. Like you don't want your band to be too discouraged because mm-hmm. you want to project a sense of success. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's and he's downplaying it like, oh, I've got a small piece of bad yeah. news. It may not be that bad. <laughs> I think well, those- like, how much more can you do? When somebody tells you your house burned down, you're like, I got a small Whoa. piece of bad news. It might not be that bad. And you're like, well, your house burned down. But the good thing is, is that it's you're gonna get a new house, maybe. You know? And you're like, oh. Yeah. Although he kind of does, he you know did he learn this from Smitty? Smitty. Oh, how you know, did cause, he? Because when they go to check, you know, the, with the last minute or two minutes ago, when they go to check in, and right. and and Smitty's like, um, oh yeah, we have a slight problem. Well, the problem is that they asked for seven rooms and they have one room on the seventh floor, and right. Smitty's like, oh, it, that's a slight problem. So then Ian's like, oh okay. You know, then a minute later, Ian's like, oh, I have a small piece of bad news. The 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 only reason we're here, the whole reason that all of this is happening is so you can play a show. Right. And that's not going to happen. You know, yeah. it's a small piece of bad news where, you know, at least Smitty had one room where Ian's right. got no show. He's <laughs> like, the good yeah. news is you don't have to share one room now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of like, and I hope, I, I, I wish a little bit that this scene had gone on. Right. To kind of explain, like, so how is this, you know, how is this not that bad? How is this yeah. a small piece of bad news yeah. that your, 
you know, 40% of your gigs have been canceled so far. You're five cities in and two of the five have been canceled. Right. <laughs> good. Those ain't good numbers, but yeah. no. I mean, maybe he's like, "Hey, it's it's Memphis. You can go visit Graceland. Suddenly, you have all this free time. You know, right. I, I'm just, but I'm curious. How, what's what's his spin on it? How is this yeah. not that bad? But uh, yeah, and a then a good it's, manager, a good manager can probably like come up with ideas of stuff to do in that situation. You know, like yeah. oh, well, we've been actually, actually, we've been asked to go visit this uh, museum. Right. We've been asked to go visit this museum because they want to they want to meet you guys like an art right. museum. Like, oh, okay. And then while they're not paying attention, you call the art museum and go, "Hey, my the famous band Spinal Tap is coming to visit your art museum. You guys should get ready and like have a layout thing like you're waiting for them." You know? like, oh yeah, wow, Spinal Tap, cool. You know, and they you know, and then like when Spinal Tap shows up, they're like, "Oh, we, oh, we're so glad you're here." You know, and they're like, "Oh, this is awesome." Yeah. And he's like, "I can't believe it worked." Yes, yeah. and well, the guys are going to be like, "Well, if if they yeah. invited us, why do we have to pay the admission to get in?" Yeah, yeah. See, if it was these days, they could send out a tweet and say, "Hey." You know, anybody looking for a band, we're suddenly available. Yeah, or meet us behind this taco truck. They're selling. Yeah. Meet us behind the taco truck (laughs) for anything. Well, we should probably get down here to the end. So we've got Ian's told them that it's canceled, and then they kind of just jump right over to Marty and... Mm -hmm. So we're back in interview mode. We don't know where they're... Well, they're they're somewhere where the... Where there's um, gold records, right. gold, gold records, records on the wall. Uh, <laughs> and then he just says, he's the last uh, time Walsh. Tap toured America, they were uh, booked into dot, dot, dot. So we kind of get, yeah. got right. a bit of a hanger here. Bit of a hanger. You know, we'll talk about Marty uh, tomorrow. We'll see, what, <laughs> see who he's talking to and what he's talking about. So anything else or should we wrap this bad boy up? I Are think that just about covers minute 27. Yeah. <laughs> You're like the king. I suppose of- we should wrap it up. We <laughs> yeah. all find out that things are canceled. <laughs> things are not going good. Oh my gosh. The so, well, we hope you've enjoyed episode 27. I certainly have. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, by now should probably know where to find us, but just in case, we're at Spinal Tap Minute on Twitter, Instagram, our website. Um, and I just wanted to give a little shout out to my husband, Brian. He helped us put the website together and he's been adding all sorts of bits and bobs to it. So there's sometimes when we mention a particular um, video or um, link and stuff, all those links are on the website. So it the the socials, have some stuff and then the website has even more so we invite you to go to spinaltapminute.com and see what we have there you can also uh, visit us and join the conversation on facebook Uh, we have a little group we like to call the spinal tap minute groupies lounge so uh, check that out and if you happen to have any uh, funny real life spinal tap moments in your life that you want to share you can give us a ring at the old Spinal Tap Minute hotline, and the number is 419-TAP-TAP-6. That's 419-827-8276. We may even feature your story or question on a future episode. All right. So, uh, Skinner, what will you be doing on uh, April 25th? 
Uh, things I'm working on. Um, I'm finishing the uh, Mastodon live show projection, like really weird projection mapping kind of a live laser show thing. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, mm. like I don't do the lasers, though. I don't draw the lasers out. That's uh, <laughs> that's somebody else. That's the, la- the, the laser work at the live show. But, so it's like their live show with lasers, and then you're providing artwork. Yeah, my art, be... like a ton of my art, and it's like narrative, but it's also um, really treated psychedelically from my friends in New York, Mark and Gina from Hey Beautiful Jerk. That was the production company that I made the Mastodon music video with and that I did the High on Fire Black Plot music video, which is the fully animated one. And so that we're working together now to make the live show while they go on tour. So it's starting in April 14th. So if you go see Mastodon on tour, you'll see my art and my cool. weird stuff with Mark and Gina. Um, mm-hmm. I've just done some commercials uh, for Adult Swim. I do, I design toys and skateboards and album art and music videos and i write things and i'm doing i'm just a weird dude on the go and i like i like like to make things fun but uh yeah i'm I'm just uh, the art of at the art of skinner on instagram and art of skinner on twitter and art of skinner on facebook maybe i don't know i i I have a hard time keeping track of stuff i'm sorry please forgive me but um the art of skinner.com or something like that. yeah if you go to the art of skinner.com it'll get you to everything else there you go you're fun it's fun to watch okay fun to watch your instagrams and and then and because you share some of your process and what you're working on and stuff there so it's really cool and yeah, thank you for coming over and hanging out with us. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much, Skinner. Yes. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. All right. So uh, wrapping up for today, uh, we'll be back tomorrow, and I hope you will too, all you folks out there in podcast land. But until next time, and so say all of us, Tap into America! <laughs> Oh, wow. Kevin Rowland, my beauty. Okay, I love this because this is like if Prince had no swag. Like, this guy is like, like, I'm confused. Like, I don't know why I'm doing this to you, but. Yes, he's got quite a look. I guess. I don't know. We'll make sure that. Yeah, I don't know. He looks kind of like. You know, Adam Ant in a way, yeah, you know, Adam but Ant not as with, uh, not Mark as sexy. Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah sex dwarf of our own here. Yeah, Ke- Kevin Rowland, my beauty. Are Who? you familiar with that, Sean? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. Well, he was. Uh, <laughs> are you being in, in serious? Me, as soon as his label saw the record, that this <laughs> album you? cover, they were like, drop, <laughs> drop from the label. Yeah, look at her. No, that's how you end up with a cover that's all black. You start with yeah. taste of black. Jeez, that guy looks like he'd be hanging out the horse cow. <laughs> <laughs>